Do you know how to play merdanga? No? You gonna play kartal? You know merdanga? Yeah, if you know merdanga, play merdanga. You can play kartal. Or rogan. Jaya Radha, Jaya Radha Madhava, Jaya Kunja Vihare, Jaya Radha Madhava, Jaya Kunja Vihare, Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Kunja Vihare Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Kunja Vihare Jaya Ope Janabalaba Jaya Kunjaviare Jaya Kunjavihare Jaya Ope Jaya Gopi Janabalaba Jaya Kunjaviare Jaya Kunjavihare Jaya Gopi Janabalaba Jaya Radhari Jaya Yashodanandana Jaya Balanjana Jaya Yashodanandana Janaranjana Jaya Yashodanandana Jaya Brother Janaranjana Jaya Yashodanandana Jaya Brother Janaranjana Jaya Yamunadi Ravanachari Jaya Gunjaviari Jaya Gunjavihari Jaya 
ಪಾವನಚಾರೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧಮಾಧವ ಜಯ ಕುಂಜವಿ ಹರಿ ಸೊಯ ರಾಧಮಾಧವ ಜಯ ಕುಂಜವಿ ಹರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ ಹೇ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ರೆ ಹೇ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ಹೇ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ರೆ ಹೇ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹೇ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ ಹೇ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ರೆ ಹೇ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹೇ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹೇ ಚಾಮ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದ ಪ್ರಮಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಶ್ರೀಮಂಗೇಶ್ವರ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕೀ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಧಾಬಲ್ಲಭ ಕೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಜಗನ್ನಾಥ ಬಲದೇವ ಸುಭದ್ರಮಾನಿ ಕೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಗೌರ್ಥಾಯ ಕೀ ಸಾರಿ ಫಾರ್ ಮೆಸ್ಸಿಂಗ್ ಅಪ್ ದಿ ಲಿರಿಕ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ಮೋರ್
Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 17. Mother Parvati curses Chitraketu, text number 6, and which doesn't have a purport, so we'll read 7 as well. Chitraketu Uvacha, Esha Loka Guru Sakshad, Dharmam Vakta Shariranam, Aste Mukya Sabhayam Vai Mituni Bhuya Bharayaya Chitraketur Uvacha Esha Loka Guru Sakshad Dharmam Vakta Shariranam Aste Mukya Sabhayam Vai Mituni Bhuya Bharayaya Chitraketur Uvacha Esha Loka Guru Sakshad Dharmam Vakta Shariranam Aste Mukya Sabhayam Vai Mituni Bhuya Bharayaya Raketur Uvacha Mituni Buya Bharyaya Mataris Chitraketur Uvacha Esha Loka Guru Sakshad Dharmam Vaktva Shariranam Aste Mukya Sabhayam Vai Mituni Buya Bharyaya Chitraketur Uvacha Esha Loka Guru Sakshad Dharmam Vaktva Shariranam Aste Mukyam Sabhayam Vai 
मिथुनी भूया भार्यया चित्रकेतुर्वाचाशोका गुरुर्साक्षा धर्म वक्ता शरीरना आस्तया मुख्यां सभायां वाय मिथुनी भूया भार्यया चित्रकेतुर्वाचा किंग चित्रकेतु सेड Eshaha, this Loka Guru, the spiritual master of the people who follow Vedic instructions, Sakshat, directly, Dharmam, of religion, Vakta, the speaker, Sharirinam, for all living entities who have accepted material bodies. Aste, sits, Mukhyaha, the chief, Sabhayam, in an assembly, why, indeed, Mithuni Bhuya, embracing Bhariyaya with his wife. Translation, Chitraketu said, Lord Shiva, the spiritual master of the, of the general populace, is the best of all living entities who have accepted material bodies. He enunciates the system of religion. Yet how wonderful it is that he is embracing his wife, Parvati, in the midst of an assembly of great saintly persons. Text number seven. Jatadharas tivratapa brahmavadi sabapati ankit Ankikritya striyam chaste gatahri prakrito yatha. Lord Shiva, whose hair, translation, Lord Shiva, whose hair is matted on his head, has certainly undergone great austerities and penances. Indeed, he is the president in the assembly of strict followers of Vedic principles. Nonetheless, he is seated with his wife on his lap in the midst of saintly persons and is embracing her as if he were a shameless, ordinary human being. Purport. Chitraketu appreciated the exalted position of Lord Shiva and therefore he remarked at how wonderful it was that Lord Shiva was acting like an ordinary human being. He appreciated Lord Shiva's position but when he saw Lord Shiva sitting in the midst of saintly persons and acting like a shameless, ordinary man, he was astonished. Chila Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur remarks that although Chitraketu criticized Lord Shiva, he did not offend Lord Shiva like Daksha. Daksha considered Lord Shiva insignificant, but Chitraketu expressed his wonder at Lord Shiva's being situated in that way. Om Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Srivasadigaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So this is an amazing pastime of Chitraketu and him being cursed by 
Mother Parvati, very famous pastime, I'm sure. Many of you are um, across this pastime. So as we know from the previous chapters, uh, Chitraketu got himself, uh, he's again got himself in a tricky situation. So Chitraketu, um, as we heard in previous chapter, he wanted a son badly, right? So he wanted a son. And uh, so Angira Muni, and he couldn't conceive a son, so which was a big problem. Um, so not only he couldn't conceive a son, but he was a king. So in order to continue the lineage, he needed a son who could, who could become the next monarch and, and carry on uh, the lineage. So due to this calamity, um, one day Angira Muni approached him and he asked Angira Muni for a son. And um, he said, okay, yeah, you'll get a son, but it's, it's, not, uh, it's not all straightforward. Read the fine print. So he said, basically, your son will be Harsha Shoka, one who will give you happiness and also distress. So as, as we heard from Devamrit Maharaj over the last um, week or so, he's been speaking on this pastime, that he thought that you know, him having a son meant his son might be mischievous or not well-behaved. Uh, a spoiled brat or something, being the son of a king. So that's about it, you know, that's the amount of distress he might get. Um, or he might do some stupid things. But he didn't realize that um, his son would give him great distress by dying untimely. And you know the circumstances of his death. So out of jealousy, he, he, was, he was basically um, removed from the scene. So. So Chitraketu fell in an ocean, um, so he fell in an ocean of um, lamentation. And uh, not only him, even the entire kingdom fell in an ocean of lamentation, in an ocean of grief. So it was very hard to conceive that the entire, um, entire kingdom was, was grieving for the loss of the sun. Maybe we can get some understanding like recently, the Queen passed away, Queen of England passed away. And the entire nation, of many people in that country and all over the world, were grieving the, the passing away of the Queen. So that's just a, a very tiny example. But um, Chitragetu's son passing away. So he was in the, the Queen was in grief, he was, he was in grief, uh, and everyone also became absorbed in that grief and they were grieving the loss of the, of the sun. Um, so very intense uh, grieving. And um, so he, when Angira Muni came, he basically told him, yeah, I want a son, and out of attachment, he didn't, um, out of such strong desire, he didn't, he didn't, um, he wasn't able to he, listen to Angira Muni, what, he wasn't able to consider what the distress could be. So, because of such a strong desire. There's also the example of Maharaj 
Shantanu, is it Maharaj Shantanu in the Mahabharat? Um, and what was was it Ganga Devi who came to him? Yeah, yeah. So when Ganga Devi came and um, he was so attracted by her, and he said, "I want to marry you." And she said, um, "She was the daughter of a fisherman, or no?" Satyavati, yeah. So, and she said, okay, if you want to marry me, the condition will be, you have to throw my son in the Ganges. You have to throw your son in the Ganges. He said, no problems. I'll throw all of them. <laughs> so out of intense desire, he, he, could not, uh, he could not see what he had to do and the distress he had to undergo. So similarly, Chitraketu, he could not, um, you know, he, he had the son, but he didn't consider what the shokha meant or the distress meant, and that came. And when it came, and, and when it came, uh, he was in an ocean of lamentation, and so was the entire kingdom. Um, and then Narad Muni and Angira Muni, they, they came. This time Angira Muni came again along with Narad Muni, and they were disguised as ordinary mendicants, and they instructed they instructed the king um, in, in transcendental knowledge. And so the king was not an ordinary person. Just by hearing, by hearing these two personalities, he could understand that they, are, um, that they are great people, they're great sages. So a sadhu is recognized by, um, by their words. So also like Shukdev Goswami, uh, Shukdev Goswami, when he was roaming around disguised as a madman, he was not recognized by the, the citizens of Hastinapur and wherever he was wandering through. They thought he's a dumb, retarded person, naked, um, has no social sense, and um, the people were mocking him. Till, till he came and they were following him, and when he came in the assembly of sages, everyone stood up. <laughs> And they were like, uh-oh, <laughs> what have we done? Who's, who's this person? All these great sages, personalities, who have come from all over the universe, are offering him great respects and offering obeisances, etc. And they put him on the Vyasasan, and they're hearing from him. So, um, in the same way, the king could appreciate the exalted nature of um, Angira Muni and Anarada Muni. So that's how the quality of a person is judged by their speaking. It's like when you go to a job interview. You know, you can write whatever you want in your CV. And you might be called for an interview. But then in the interview, they ask you questions um, and you have to open your mouth. <laughs> and within five seconds or ten seconds, they can tell where you are at when you open your mouth. So if you have the experience and knowledge, you will give Vigyan. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll just say, like a parrot, repeat. And, and they, they can uh, figure out where you are. And see you later. <laughs> so like that, the quality of a saintly person is judged um, when they open their mouth and what comes out of their mouth. So, um, so the, the reason the, the sages appeared and then they uh, revealed their true identity to the king. And they told him that um, 
and the reasons they appeared was they could see that um, there is no future someone to take on the throne. That was a problem. And the entire kingdom is in an ocean of lamentation. And they also wanted to instruct people through instructing the king. And they, they wanted to help the people to, because that was extraordinary lamentation. It went, was over the top. And, and the king was all over the top and that wasn't befitting his, his uh, exalted position. So they came to, to instruct him in, in transcendental science. And this time, the king was ready to hear. As Maharaj recently was mentioning, timing is very important um, in instructing someone. So, and Ang Angira Muni told the king that, I could have told you this last time, but you were not ready to hear. You were so attached to having a son. Um, but this time, they could see he was ready to hear, and they instructed him in, in transcendental knowledge. So we are also like that. Quite often we are not um, ready to hear. Like we might approach a saintly person or spiritual master and say, please tell me what to do, but quite often they don't, if they <laughs> said, if they really said what they want you to do, they probably won't do it and commit offenses. So the saintly person has to see uh, when we are actually ready to hear, not just saying that, uh, you know, instruct me. So it was a similar situation. Um, and then Narada Muni, he instructed the king to chant a mantra for seven days. He said, chant this mantra for seven days and you will see Lord Sankarshan. So, and that's what he did. He chanted the mantras in the course. He got a lot of material opulences. He, he also became the master of the Vidyadharas. So, and, and, we, and as we heard in these verse, verses, um, and in, in the previous verse, the assembly that Lord Shiva was sitting in, he was also surrounded by the Charanas and Vidyadharas. So, Chitraketu was, he became the master of them. And then he, after seven days, he got the darshan of Lord Sankarshan. He made wonderful prayers. And he was also gifted this airplane. And in this airplane, he was flying over all over the universe with these beautiful Vidyadhara women. So he was flying with them for a very, very long time. And flying and doing Sanketan. They were basically having Ketan and chanting. Um, they were chanting Krishna's glories. And then Chitraketu, he, as he was flying, he came to Sumeru Mountain. Yeah, so he, then he, he was traveling through the valleys of the Sumeru Mountain, and he came across this great assembly. There were all these sages from all over the universe, and there was Lord Shiva, and Lord Shiva was... Um, had Parvati on a lap, and he was embracing her. In the midst of all these, um, in the midst of all these great sages, and he was he was quite astonished to see to see this scene, where Lord Shiva. You all know Lord Shiva is is the greatest devotee of Krishna, and Lord Shiva is almost on the level of the Supreme Lord, 
as we know from the nectar of devotion. And Lord Shiva is in charge of the mode of ignorance. And he's the Vaishnavanam Yathashambhu, he's the greatest of all devotees. And the example is given of, Prabhupada gives the example of milk and curd, right? So, um, curd is a transformation of milk. So it, it is achinta bheda bheda. It's milk, but at the same time it's not milk because it, it has been transformed. Milk has been transformed into yogurt. So, so it's like that. And Lord Shiva is a very exalted personality. Lord Brahma was sitting there. Everyone was sitting there. And, um, and there was this scene. And you can imagine the times. Um, this is going back a very, very long time. Society was not so, society was not degraded like it is now. In, in Kali Yuga, this is an ordinary scene. <laughs> we see this scene um, every day. See, much worse than that, right? Just people um, openly embracing and, you know, kissing in public. So he saw this scene, he was quite astonished. It wasn't the norm of the time. Uh, so, so Chitraketu was, was quite astonished to see the scene. The action was quite unusual. And then he laughed loudly, as you heard in the previous verse. That Chitraketu, he laughed loudly upon seeing the scene. And, um, and what did he say? I think in the previous verse. And he said basically what verse number seven is, um, that, he's, that Lord Shiva is sitting in the midst of saintly persons and embracing his wife. Uh, and he's, and he, basically he, he made a joke of that um, and, he, and he spoke it out loud so everyone could hear in that assembly. Parvati could hear, Lord Shiva could hear, and everyone else could hear. And he said that a few times. But in his saying that um, Chitraketu, he did not minimize Lord Shiva's position. So the, the difference between, as Prabhupada mentioned in the purport, with Daksha was, Daksha minimized the position of Lord Shiva. Whereas, um, whereas Chitraketu is actually glorifying Lord Shiva. He's saying he's a great personality. Uh, he's not an ordinary person. He's the president in the assembly of strict followers of Vedic principles. And and he's still, and, and interestingly, he's, he's uh, seated and acting in this way. So he did not make that offense of, of um, minimizing Lord Shiva. And this was the, basically the arrangement of the super soul in, in the way uh, Chitraketu acted, spoke, and in the way Parvati responded. It's, it's actually all the uh, arrangement of the super soul, where he laughed loudly at him. So Chitraketu spoke like this because he wanted to, he was actually wanted to glorify Lord Shiva. And he, and he knew that people in the future, when they come across this pastime, they will consider Lord Shiva to be an ordinary person. And he, he actually wanted Lord Shiva to be glorified. So with that intention, he, he said this. Um, and, and Parvati, when she heard this, um, she was 
she was, uh, his statement, she was offended. So she thought to herself, I have, uh, this has, he has really, Chitraketu has crossed the line. He's not only said once, going once, twice, thrice, he, he said three or more times. And he said out loud in front of everyone. So um, she thought, okay, he's, he's, he's got a bit proud, Chitraketu. He had darshan of Lord Sankarshan. And then he's flying around this airplane with all these beautiful women all over the universe. He's got a little proud and, <laughs> and he's, uh, he's speaking like this. And who is he to speak like this in front of all the great sages? The sages who are much, the sages greater than him. The Brahma is here and so many other great personalities are here. They're not saying anything. And who is he to speak out like this? And, um, and thinking like this, then she cursed him to take the body of a demon. And as you know, he became Vritasura. He became the, the great demon uh, Vritasura. And so Lord Shiva, was, Lord Shiva was also there. And as you know, Lord Shiva was quiet. Um, he, did not, he did not say much. So he, he kept quiet. And, um, and then he told Bhavati that, um, sorry, he actually understood Chitraketu's intention. Lord Shiva understood his intention and he didn't take any offense. And then he told Parvati that actually me and Chitraketu are friends. <laughs> so that uh, Chitraketu and him are friends and, and he just took it as a joke. He didn't take it too seriously. And then basically told her like, you know, who does Chitraketu think he is? He's flying around with all these beautiful women for such a long time. He's flying all over the universe, hanging around with these beautiful women, uh, doing Sanketan. And, and uh, so what's the difference between him and me? <laughs> like, I'm sitting here with you on my lap, and look at what he's doing in, in public. So, uh, so he did not take offense, he just took it as a, you know, as a, as a joke between friends. And, and his friend is just making fun of him. So he, he took it in, in that way. And, and he said uh, that, okay, you know, he's making a show of bhakti, flying around, doing Sankirtan, but is actually a materialist, is hanging around with all these women. Whereas I'm pretending to be a materialist, but I'm a, I'm a devotee. So, so this, was the, uh, this was what was going on. So there's various angles this can be seen at from, from Lord Shiva's perspective, from Chitraketu's perspective. Um, from Parvati's perspective, and then from Krishna's perspective, ultimately. So, as Prabhupada mentions here, or in the purport to verse number five, that um, Krishna wanted his devotee to come back to the spiritual world. Krishna wanted Chitraketu to come back to the spiritual world, and so he orchestrated this pastime where he would get cursed as a demon, and then after, after the demon, as in a demon body, is killed, and then he comes back to the spiritual world. So uh, the Lord was feeling separation from his devotee, and he wanted him back. So we might think, hang on, <laughs> this is, what kind of Bhagavan is this? That is feeling separation, and he puts his devotee through, this <laughs> through these circumstances. Why can't he just get him back in the spiritual world. That's what I was thinking when I, when I read in the purport. Um, why, why he has to make him a demon 
first curse him, get him cursed, embarrass him in front of everyone. It's not like ordinary people, there's great sages sitting here and, and to, be, to be cursed in front of someone and if someone says something negative about you in front of others, it's very, it, it hurts a lot and it really um, makes us feel tiny. And so he said in front of the assembly, of such a great assembly, you can just imagine. So he was cursed to become a demon. And then as a demon, he was killed. So he was basically humiliated. Um, and, then, and then he was brought back to the spiritual world. So, so Krishna does these things uh, to... Krishna has his leelas and he does these things um, for our benefit. So Krishna puts his devotee in difficulties. So even Queen Kunti, um, she, she prayed in, in the prayers of Queen Kunti. She said, you know, give me more and more calamities. And that way I take more and more shelter of you and I can think more and more of you. So that's the um, exalted nature of the devotees of Krishna, those who are exalted devotees. They, they actually take shelter of Krishna. They, they accept these um, um, catastrophes as great blessings to intensify their bhakti to, to Krishna. And even like Arjuna was put in that circumstance where he was bewildered. Arjuna was bewildered, totally bewildered. And he fell in Maya and then he inquired from Krishna. So Chitraketu was, was used in a similar way to instruct us and also for Krishna to carry out his pastimes. He engaged his devotee in that way. And also uh, Krishna wanted to demonstrate that his devotee is not affected by um, happiness and distress. Chitraketu is a great devotee and he remains a devotee in all circumstances. He's not a fair-weather devotee. So when all things are good, coming to the temple, doing your services, but when there is problems uh, in, in our life, then we might stop our service. So but Chitraketu wasn't like that. He was a, a great devotee. Even as a demon, he was a devotee. You know, even as a demon, he was, he was basically a devotee in the body of a demon. And Prahlad Maharaj, he took birth in a demoniac family, but he's a, an Acharya. Prahlad Maharaj is a great devotee. So he wanted to show how his devotee is not affected in happiness and distress. In, in under happy circumstances, Chitraketu was still um, engaging in glorification of Krishna. Though he was flying around with all these women in the airplane, but he was, he was glorifying Krishna because that was the benediction that was given to him. And then as a demon also, as Vritasura, he was, he was um, glorifying Krishna. And he accepted the curse as, as a great blessing, as, as Queen Kunti accepted all the uh, tribulations. So these are many dynamics um, occurring in, these pasti in this pastime uh, simultaneously. And this is um, a great pastime for us. It shows us, um, I guess it shows us uh, what is 
um, what, what are true priorities and what is real success. So, Chitraketu actually saw the cursing as a great benediction. Um, we might think this is a big catastrophe. So, he, that's, that's the success in bhaktis is to, is to come closer to Krishna. So, whether it happens um, in a gentle way or in a harsh way, so Krishna can, um, can bring us closer to him in any way he desires. Was in the Shikshastakam prayers, Lord Chaitanya says, you, you, you may, might handle me, you can handle me roughly. Um, what's in the last verse it says, right? Um, say that? Yeah. You can handle me roughly by your embrace, right? Or leave me broken hearted. Yeah, so, so Krishna can act in mysterious ways and um, depending on where his devotees are at. So it might, we might get the, um, this side of Krishna or we might get, might be easygoing. So it just depends. In, in any circumstance, we have to be a devotee. So all devotees get tested at every stage, at, at some point in their life, get uh, heavily tested by the Supreme Lord. And, and, and that is also the mercy of Krishna, and that is success. This is, this is real success in wealth, that, um, where Krishna is interfering in our life. So I'll leave it there, see if you have any questions or comments. Yes. Hare Krishna. He gets delivered by seeing Lord Shankarshan, but his wives don't get delivered. And we see in other cases, like in Dhruva Maharaj's pastime, when he came back after seeing Lord Vishnu, everyone in his palace got delivered. So why didn't Chitraketu Maharaj's wives get delivered? Why didn't Chitraketu's wives didn't get delivered or Dhruva Maharaj's? Um, Both. Chitraketu Maharaj's wives, they didn't get delivered, but when Dhruva Maharaj came back from the forest, everyone got delivered in his palace, even Suruji's mm. stepmother. Okay, that's a very <laughs> intelligent question. Yeah, so she's basically asking uh, that Chitraketu got delivered by, by Chitraketu got delivered by the Lord, whereas his wives didn't get delivered. Why his wives didn't get delivered? Though they were engaging in Sanketan with him, right? Yeah, so that's the question. So, um, yeah, why didn't they get delivered? I guess everyone's at a different stage in their Krishna consciousness. Um, so, maybe there are some anarthas that still need to be cleared, and that's why they didn't get delivered. So they, they still have to go through more purification. Um, we are also coming in front of Krishna every day. We are hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam, chanting the holy names. But um, I can speak for myself, I'm not delivered because there's still a lot of um, purification to occur. There's a lot of anarthas there. I'm, I'm still in the stage of, um, you know, what, what do you say, bhajana kriya, still trying to follow the uh, rules and regulations of devotional service, and I have to get purified. So, so maybe they, they still need to go through some purification and they didn't get delivered. Whereas Chitraketu, as we heard, he was, actually, he was ready to hear.
you know, in, in the previous pastime. And Chitraketu is, is, a, is a great devotee of the Lord. So he's more advanced than them. That's, that's my answer. Anyone like to add anything to that or any other question? Yes, Prabhuji. Yeah. <laughs> you've said and from what the purport we can assume a lot of lessons from different chapters of the Bhagavatam yeah and here this this chapter also we learn a lot in particular from this verse today we see how Lord Shiva has poverty sitting on his lap now generally speaking as you mentioned that is a thing that materialists do yeah and yet Lord Shiva is the greatest Vaishnava and he has his wife, Parvati, on his lap. Mm. So there is an example there mm. for us also. Mm. That even though we're uh, aspiring to be pure devotees, Lord Shiva is showing that actually there is still a need in our growth mm. to have affection for one another. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes within Krishna consciousness, we take the extreme view, especially in Grihastha life, where we don't show affection for our partner. And yet here we see a great Vaishnava like Lord Shiva mm. actually showing physical mm. affection mm. for his wife. Mm. But he, the, the lesson that we learn from, from Lord Shiva is, is that he is the greatest Vaishnava. So he's totally pure. And yet he has that affectionate relationship with his wife. Mm. It's an interesting point to think about. Yes. Because sometimes we have that understanding that, oh, I'm so fallen, I can't. And so thereby we cut off that emotional and, and uh, affection for our partner. It is so important that we take the lessons from, from the Bhagavatam that yes, we're advancing in Krishna consciousness and we're following the principles, but in the same token, we're aware of actually, we ha if we are in a married situation, that we show affection. Mm. Mm. And if you understand also, Lord Brahma also has a wife and Lord Indra has a wife and so on and so forth. So it's just a point that mm. I thought would mm. be, is pertinent to this verse. Yes. Because from a, from a different perspective, you sort of think, how is it that this great devotee, the greatest Vaishnava, can have his wife on his lap, mm. right? And, and consequently, if you have a mundane sort of consciousness, you would start criticizing that. See, mm. he's mm. just the same as us. Mm. But in actual fact, there's a lesson to be learned there. Mm. Can you comment on that at all? Yeah, I'll just say that uh, that's a great point you, you brought up. That's a very important point that I missed. Um, so thank you for mentioning that. that that's, that's very important. So yeah, um, we can take that lesson and um, I'll just reiterate basically what you said because I think you've said it very well. Um, and as devotees, we can become quiet and try to be renounced and, and um, cut off affectionate dealings, especially in the Grihastha Ashram. Um, so, yeah, this is, it's a great, it's a great lesson that we need to be basically normal, normal human beings at, even when we are practicing Krishna consciousness, and and show affection for um, for our partners 
emotionally and also you know in appropriate ways this is all this is all normal and and quite acceptable yeah that's what I think thank you for mentioning that that's a very important point Okay, thank you very much. Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Granthraj Bhagavatam ki jai. Thank you for class. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Sure. I'm not going to give it as a present to John. Yeah, okay. I haven't taken him on for a while. Tell him I've, I've already. He'll, he'll, he'll appreciate it because he'll. They live longer because he takes them off and puts them in water and such as you probably know. And, uh,